Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a great show today because we are going to be talking to you about adult parent loss. This is an important uh, place space for us because with the millennials and, and with people who are losing uh, parents now, that's our number one visit, isn't it, Heidi? It is, Mom, and statistically, it, there, the stats show that you will spend 40 to 60% of your lifetime with your parents. Mm-hmm. And as our guest knows, that means that there's going to be a significant time in your life, a significant part of your life where your parents aren't going to be with you. Mm-hmm. And so how do you not only survive, but thrive after a loss? And that's what we're going to be talking to our guest today about. And her name is Dana mm-hmm. W.D. Um, she is the mother of two adult girls and married to her college sweetheart and is bringing her diverse background to integral life coaching, which I love because it's a very empowering model when you go in and get life coaching. And like I said, we, we want to survive. We not only want to survive after parent loss, but we want to thrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana is specializing in working with people who are in all types of life transitions and feel stuck. So welcome to our show, Dana. Thank you so much. Hey, Dana. So great. Hi, Dr. How are you? Awesome. So tell us about your dad. What was his name? His name was Dave, David Wood, but we everyone called him Dave or Woody. Uh-huh. We called him Woody. He was, he was vibrant. He was life of the party. He was charming. He was smart. He was, he was everything. He was pretty bigger than life. He was initially diagnosed with a, um, a nerve, nerve impingement in his back. It turned out that it was brain cancer. They didn't find it for a couple months, but once they found it, he was diagnosed, um, given 30 days, and he died 30 days later. Oh, my God. He lived big and died big. He, and it's exactly how we wanted to go. He talked about it. When he found out that he had 30 days, he called me, and he was actually happy. He was, there was a, an energy about him. And I'm like, okay, Dad, that's, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's amazing. So he sounded like a very optimistic, positive, like you said, larger-than-life person. Mm-hmm. Very much. So... That is a very significant person to lose. Not only is he your dad, but he fills the room mm-hmm. with energy, it sounds like. Very and much. A big role in your life and in your family's life. Mm-hmm. You know, weird things happen when people die. Family gets weird. Everything gets weird. And his wife got very odd. She cut us off. We, um, My dad didn't want a um, memorial service or any kind of service, which... He always said, you know, that's not just, that's not who I am. And I now realize that it really isn't about him at all. It's about us, those who are there. And so my husband has always said, oh, no, I'm not having, I'm going to be like your dad. I'm not having a service. And I've always said to him, "Mm -mm, that's not your choice, babe. We, those who are on the planet need to, to, to cherish you, to honor you, to remember you. So we had nothing. My stepmother cut us off. It was just this, it was really crazy. My brother and I, thank God, I have one brother. He and I stuck together. We talked probably multiple times a day for about four or five months through the process of finding out that he was sick. And then after um, we went to therapy together because we were like, are we crazy? And it was really, we questioned everything about our relationship with him, 
about who we were to him because we didn't get closure. And that, that lack of closure was really difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we were through it. So, so did you do anything like ritual or anything? Are you doing anything to help with that? We exactly right. We actually, Peter and I, my brother and I actually had a ritual that we decided to have a little mini memorial service just with his girlfriend and my husband and the girl, my two girls. And we did a little, we did a memorial service on his behalf. Um, And it was incredibly therapeutic. It was beautiful. And it was on our terms saying and doing what we wanted to do without any, you know, stringent rules or any, but, and not having to abide by any other family members. Um, and that was really important. And we've honored his death every single year on March 9th um, by doing something together. What we've done is we've kept him alive. We've kept that relationship and created what it, was, it, meant, that, what it meant to us. So, every, so during that little memorial, we actually had the hospice nurse who worked with him. He went to, we'd sent him to Montana. He had a home in Montana. And he flew with my husband and my brother to Montana to spend his last 30 days. And it was just incredible. And so he was sitting in his room, overlooking the Yellowstone River, watching the bald eagles fly, the snow falling. It was just a magical 30 days, as much as it could have been. And um, in that memorial, we call it, the, our hospice nurse, because when, I le- when we left Montana, the last time we knew we would see him to come home, my stepmother didn't let me say goodbye to him. It was, you know, kind of part of the nutty part. So yes. this incredible hospice nurse came on by, by phone, came to the memorial service and basically let us say goodbye to our father. We did, we walked, she walked us through it, which was beautiful. And then it opened up this whole other opportunity to have this ongoing relationship with him, which we talk about him all the time on March 9th. Every year we have done something together and we, we talk about it. We talk about the good, we talk about the bad. It's as if you were still here. The one thing that I really got frustrated by was this notion that he was perfect, that he was all good. And it's keeping it, keeping it real with yeah. my brother about my dad. It's like, oh, well, remember when he did that? And then we would get kind of negative. And then, oh, but remember when he did that. And so it's really very current. Yeah. Well, what was your last e- event that you planned or, and or what will your next one be? So the last event, yeah, the last event we did was a couple months, a couple months ago, uh, not even quite a couple, like a month and a half ago. And we went on a long hike. My dad loved nature. And so what we, we try to honor something that he loved. So we went on a long hike with all of our dogs um, and had a picnic up at the top. And we happened to catch with all this rain we've had in California, we happened to catch a beautiful day which was perfect. Um, and we just sat around and had picnic and talked and toasted and laughed and told dad jokes. I mean, all the time. It was just hysterical. He was constantly joking. And we had Dave, we call them Daveisms. So we would, just, we reviewed the Daveisms. Wow. You know. uh, th- th- yeah, that's fabulous. I love it because people uh, feel so lost. You said you almost felt like you were, I think, going crazy or didn't recognize yourself. And I think that's so normal. And I loved how you went to someone and said, look, this is what's happening. And you and your brother went together, which is amazing. Yes, yeah. Love the sibling bond. And, and, you were, and the, you were able to realize that, you know what? Grief sometimes feels crazy. We don't recognize ourselves. Who are we on this earth? Who am I without my brother? Who are you without your father? Yes. It's only you have to figure out who we are again. And it's a new identity. So it does feel really crazy at the beginning, as you know. 
It, it does, and it, um, it, it makes you question everything. It makes you question um, every relationship you ever had. I was, we were particularly angry. We were particularly snappy at people. My mom, because of their complicated relationship, really didn't ask very nicely about dad. She kind of wanted to be a part of it, but then my dad rejected her to be a part of any of the saying goodbye, and I completely got it. And she was, so she did not take care of us as my mom at all. She was trying to take care of herself. And so, like I said, people get really weird. And you guys have seen this you know, over and over and over again. People get crazy. It just, it's not, it doesn't bring out the best. And so my brother and I literally stuck together like glue so that we, it, he and I were each other's grounding. And I think that that grounding was so important. Absolutely. What is, what is unique about losing a dad? Um, for me specifically, my relationship with my dad was my strongest relationship. Um, I don't have a great relationship, unfortunately, with my mom. So my dad was my guy. And because of how he, he was like, he was very much the patriarch. He was very much the keeper of the family and he was the fun of the family. He was the humor of the family. And, um, there's something, um, I felt a little unguided. I felt a little bit aimless um, because he was always planning the next big thing, the next next big trip. He was really connected to my girls and they felt it. I mean, they were devastated. And what has helped you um, find, you know, hope again? What has helped your family? Um, it, it's, it's, it has certainly strengthened my relationship with my brother. I mean, we've just realized that we are, that we are, all, we are all that we've got and we are together and just fantastically connected every way that we actually went through the process very similarly, which is not a requirement, I don't think, to be connected about it, but we happened to go through and grieve very similarly. We felt very similarly about the things that were happening to us because my stepmother was being really wretched in the process. So we had other forces, outside forces, that kept us very connected. And um, really just using him as my grounding was Key. I love the fact that you've started a whole new career now. And yeah. I have a feeling that that's kind of a jump off from your dad because that's the kind of guy he was. Hey, Dana, kick it up. Find yourself a new career. Do something, girl. What are you going to do next? I mean, it's almost like you knew him, Gloria. He, that's exactly how he was. There was no excuses. There was no, like, come on, let's go. As soon as he found out he had 30 days to live, he's like, let's go. I mean, this is, this is good. This is not going to linger on. We're gonna, I'm going to be good and where I'm going to go. He, that's how he looked at his life. It was, he was very by the seat of your pants. He was very, you know, just, he wasn't cautious guy. He just kind of went. And um, after you lose somebody, I felt a little more cautious. I felt like I've lost someone in my family. I have one less. And I just have taken on that spirit of my dad for sure. And then kind of instilled that in, in myself and in my, in my children. And I've always been connected to people and love talking to people and love listening to people. And this coaching has just fed right into that. Mm. And then tell us about your coaching. You're in San Francisco. You're, mm. you're learning. What, what, tell mm -hmm. us about your coaching. You'll be graduating soon. Oh. Integral Life Coaching is, is a wonderful means to work with people who are stuck in any aspect of their life. Come in and sit down with them and help them. They'll come to me with a topic, but we'll kind of drill down a little bit deeper. And typically, it's always something deeper and inside that then opens up opportunities for other things in their life where they might not even realize they're stuck. Thank you so much. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Dana. I feel like your dad is your guiding light and I think he always will be.
Thank you. I do too. I think he's getting quite a kick out of the show today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's smiling down. Well, thanks for watching this show today and listening. And I uh, hope you'll tell your uh, friends and family about Open to Hope and uh, inspire them to be able to find hope after loss. And Heidi and I always want to remind you, and I'm sure Dana does too, that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.